Today is the 21st day of November. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I'm Brian. It is wonderful to be here with you around the global campfire as we continue day by day, step by step. This is that week where, at least in my life, like it's Thanksgiving week in the United States. That doesn't necessarily mean something to everybody all over the world, but it's a pretty major holiday here in the United States. And then, and that's always on a Thursday, right? And then the day after Thanksgiving is Black Friday and it's on all the way on. The holiday season is upon us. And so here we are. And I am uh, especially grateful that we have the global campfire, that there is this kind of constant, this place that we can gather, this oasis of peace that we can come into and just allow the scriptures to wash into our lives and kind of be together and at least have this place of serenity. Everything else can be a little bit chaotic. Not that we want it that way, but things can be chaotic, but we at least have an oasis that we can come to each day and feast upon the scriptures and enjoy the fact that we are not alone. Uh, We are in this together with our brothers and sisters all over the world. So it's wonderful to be here at the Global Campfire with you today. And let's do what we do. Let's take the next step forward together. The next step forward leads us back out into the book of Ezekiel. We're reading from the Christian Standard Bible this week. Ezekiel chapters 42 and 43 today. Then the man led me out by way of the north gate into the outer court. He brought me to the group of chambers opposite the temple yard and opposite the building to the north. Along the length of the chambers, which was 175 feet, there was an entrance on the north The width was 87 and a half feet. Opposite the 35-foot space belonging to the inner court and opposite the paved surface belonging to the outer court, the structure rose gallery by gallery in three tiers. In front of the chambers was a walkway toward the inside, 17 and a half feet wide and 175 feet long, and their entrances were on the north. The upper chambers were narrower because the galleries took away more space from them than from the lower and middle stories of the building, for they were arranged in three stories and had no pillars like the pillars of the courts. Therefore, the upper chambers were set back from the ground more than the lower and middle stories. A wall on the outside ran in front of the chambers, parallel to them, toward the outer court. It was 87 and a half feet long. For the chambers on the outer court were 87 and a half feet long, while those facing the great hall were 175 feet long. At the base of these chambers, there was an entryway on the east side as one enters them from the outer court. In the thickness of the wall of the court toward the south, There were chambers facing the temple yard and the western building. 
with a passageway in front of them, just like the chambers that faced north. Their length and width, as well as all their exits, measurements, and entrances were identical. The entrance at the beginning of the passageway, the way in front of the corresponding wall as one enters on the east side, was similar to the entrances of the chambers that were on the south side. And the man said to me, The northern and southern chambers that face the courtyard are the holy chambers where the priests who approach the Lord will eat the most holy offerings. There they will deposit the most holy offerings, the grain offerings, sin offerings, and guilt offerings, for the place is holy. Once the priests have entered, they are not to go out from the holy area to the outer court until they have removed the clothes they minister in, for these are holy. They are to put on other clothes before they approach the public area. When he finished measuring inside the temple complex, he led me out by way of the gate that faced east and measured all around the complex. He measured the east side with a measuring rod. It was 875 feet by the measuring rod. He measured the north side. It was 875 feet by the measuring rod. He measured the south side. It was 875 feet by the measuring rod. Then he turned to the west side and measured 875 feet by the measuring rod. He measured the temple complex on all four sides. It had a wall all around it, 875 feet long and 875 feet wide, to separate the holy from the common. He led me to the gate, the one that faces east, and I saw the glory of the God of Israel coming from the east. His voice sounded like the roar of a huge torrent, and the earth shone with his glory. The vision I saw was like the one I had seen when he came to destroy the city, and like the ones I had seen by the Kabar Canal. I fell face down. The glory of the Lord entered the temple by way of the gate that faced east. And the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the inner court, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. While the man was standing beside me, I heard someone speaking to me from the temple. He said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place for the soles of my feet where I will dwell among the Israelites forever. The house of Israel and their kings will no longer defile my holy name by their religious prostitution and by the corpses of their kings at their high places. Whenever they place their threshold next to my threshold and their doorposts beside my doorposts, with only a wall between me and them, they were defiling my holy name by the detestable acts they committed. So I destroyed them in my anger. Now let them remove their prostitution and the corpses of their kings far from me, and I will dwell among them forever. As for you, son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel, so that they may be ashamed of their iniquities. Let them measure its pattern 
and they will be ashamed of all that they have done. Reveal the design of the temple to them, its layout with its exits and entrances, its complete design along with all its statutes, design specifications, and laws. Write it down in their sight so that they may observe its complete design and all its statutes and may carry them out. This is the law of the temple. All its surrounding territory on top of the mountain will be especially holy. Yes, this is the law of the temple. These are the measurements of the altar in units of length, each unit being the standard length plus three inches. The gutter is 21 inches deep and 21 inches wide, with a rim of nine inches around its edge. This is the base of the altar. The distance from the gutter on the ground to the lower edge is three and a half feet, and the width of the ledge is 21 inches. There are seven feet from the small ledge to the large ledge, whose width is also 21 inches. The altar hearth is seven feet high, and four horns project upward from the hearth. The hearth is square, 21 feet long by 21 feet wide. The ledge is 24 and a half feet long by 24 and a half feet wide, with four equal sides. The rim all around it is 10 and a half inches, and its gutter is 21 inches all around it. The altar's steps face east. Then he said to me, Son of man, this is what the Lord God says. These are the statutes for the altar on the day it is constructed, so that burnt offerings may be sacrificed on it and blood may be splattered on it. You are to give a bull from the herd as a sin offering to the Levitical priests who are from the offspring of Zadok, who approach me in order to serve me. This is the declaration of the Lord God. You are to take some of its blood and apply it to the four horns of the altar, the four corners of the ledge, and all around the rim. In this way you will purify the altar and make atonement for it. Then you are to take away the bull for the sin offering, and it must be burned outside the sanctuary in the place appointed for the temple. On the second day, you are to present an unblemished male goat as a sin offering. They will purify the altar just as they did with the bull. When you have finished the purification, you are to present a young, unblemished bull and an unblemished ram from the flock. You are to present them before the Lord. The priests will throw salt on them and sacrifice them as a burnt offering to the Lord. You will offer a goat for a sin offering each day for seven days. A young bull and a ram from the flock, both unblemished, are also to be offered. For seven days the priests are to make atonement for the altar and cleanse it. In this way they will consecrate it and complete the days of purification. Then, on the eighth day and afterward, the priests will offer your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings on the altar, and I will accept you. This is the declaration of the Lord God. James 
5. Come now, you rich people. Weep and wail over the miseries that are coming on you. Your wealth is rotted and your clothes are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver are corroded and their corrosion will be a witness against you and will eat your flesh like fire. You have stored up treasure in the last days. Look, the pay that you withheld from the workers who mowed your fields cries out. And the outcry of the harvesters has reached the ears of the Lord of Armies. You have lived luxuriously on the earth and have indulged yourselves. You have fattened your hearts in a day of slaughter. You have condemned. You have murdered the righteous who does not resist you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth and is patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts because the Lord's coming is near. Brothers and sisters, do not complain about one another so that you will not be judged. Look, the judge stands at the door. Brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the Lord's name as an example of suffering and patience. See, we count as blessed those who have endured. You have heard of Job's endurance and have seen the outcome that the Lord brought about. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no, so that you won't fall under judgment. Is anyone among you suffering? He should pray. Is anyone cheerful? He should sing praises. Is anyone among you sick? He should call for the elders of the church, and they are to pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the sick person, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another, so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is very powerful in its effect. Elijah was a human being as we are, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the land. And he prayed again. And the sky gave rain and the land produced its fruit. My brothers and sisters, if any among you strays from the truth, and someone turns him back. Let that person know that whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way will save his soul from death and cover a multitude of sins. Psalm 119, 1-16 Delight in God's Word Aleph how happy are those whose way is blameless, 
who walk according to the Lord's instruction. Happy are those who keep His decrees and seek Him with all their heart. They do nothing wrong. They walk in His ways. You have commanded that your precepts be diligently kept. If only my ways were committed to keeping your statutes, then I would not be ashamed when I think about all your commands. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous judgments. I will keep your statutes. Never abandon me. Bet. How can a young man keep his way pure? By keeping your word. I have sought you with all my heart. Don't let me wander from your commands. I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Proverbs 28, 6 and 7 Better the poor person who lives with integrity than the rich one who distorts right and wrong. A discerning son keeps the law, but a companion of gluttons humiliates his father. Okay, so we concluded the letter of James today. And I mentioned it's unflinching, and it is. I even said it's a butt kicker because it is, because it's unflinching. And we could take that directness and, you know, think that it's condemning or brings condemnation. Or we could say, James has been honest with us. And actually, James coming at this point in the year is profoundly helpful for us. In fact, I encourage you to go back and read James in its entirety. It'll take you like 20 minutes. It's not a super long letter. Maybe a half an hour if you just kind of go in slow and really, really trying to digest what is is being told to us. So many of these things apply to the season that we're going into. Even today, brothers and sisters, do not complain about one another so that you will not be judged. That is a timely word. Sometimes we can come around a Thanksgiving table and give thanks and then spend the rest of the day complaining about everything else in life and everybody else in life. But it was James who looked us in the face and said, look, you can burn your life down around you with the things that are coming out of your mouth. And this is true. And it's definitely true this time of year. And so spending just a little bit more time in James with that in mind, like just, okay, I'm going I'm to read through the letter of James again with the intent of getting advanced words for the season that I'm 
that I'm going into, the season of the year that it is, and make some decisions in advance because typically in a chaotic season, it's the stuff that comes up unexpectedly that we then respond to inappropriately that then sets off all kinds of chain reactions that make all kinds of things a lot more difficult than they need to be. So, Father, we thank you for your word. We confess our utter dependence upon you and need for you. We need you to help us do the right thing, and we collaborate in that by paying attention and submitting ourselves, humbling ourselves before you, knowing that you will raise us up. But a very important thing that James teaches us is that we can say anything. How we live is actually the truth. And that we can use our words to bring comfort or we can use them for destruction. And we can even do that all on the same day. We can worship you from our lips and then curse one another from those same lips. And as James said, this this is not like this is not how it's supposed to be. This shouldn't be happening. And so we're paying attention and we're taking heed and we need your help to make corrections. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. Lead us into all truth, we ask. In the name of Jesus, we ask. Expectantly, knowing that you want to help us with these things that you desire our maturity, that you love it when we grow, that you look at us as your children and you celebrate the little victories that we have along the way as we celebrate our own children. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your patience. May we represent you well in this season. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is home base. That is the web. That is where you can find out what is going on around here. Uh, alternatively, the Daily Audio Bible app puts that in the palm of your hand and you can get the app free from the app store that works with your device. So check that out. Check out the different sections. The community section is where to find links to get connected on social media. It is also the place, a place of real beauty in our community. It's the home of the prayer wall. And the prayer wall is always on. Doesn't matter what time zone we're in or what continent we're on. Doesn't matter where we are in our lives. We need brothers and sisters to come around us and pray for us. The prayer wall is the place to go. And go and share your story and allow brothers and sisters to come around you. It's also a place to go and be one of those brothers and sisters and come around others who need encouragement and prayer. And that is all in the community section in the prayer wall. So check that out. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, if this mission to bring the spoken word of God read fresh every day and offered to anyone who will listen anywhere on this planet 
any time of day or night and to build community around this rhythm. If that is life-giving to you, then thank you humbly for your partnership. We wouldn't be able to be here if we weren't in this together. So thank you. There is a link on the homepage of dailyaudiobible.com. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And as always, if you have a prayer request or encouragement, you can hit the hotline button in the app. Or you can dial 877-942-4253. And that's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you. And I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Good morning, Daily Audio Bible family. This is Karen from Florida. So thankful, Lorelei, that you are okay from your experience on the I-95. I used to go to church with you, and you were the one that introduced me to Daily Audio Bible Family many years ago. I was reintroduced this year from another friend from our same fellowship, and I'm very grateful, and I'm so grateful that you're okay. God bless you, sister. You are a true woman of God. I would also like to request prayer for my daughter today and myself. I am visiting with her in Canada right now. She just had my first grandson and I'm so grateful. His name is Nikolai. My daughter is not a believer. She walked away from the word years ago and her sinful life has created a wall between her and our Lord. I just ask that you keep my daughter, Rochelle, in your prayers and her husband, James, who's the father of this beautiful little boy. So much fear in her heart, yet she won't turn to the Lord who can set her free. So I just ask for your prayers for Rochelle and James and Nikolai today. Thank you, DAB family. God bless every one of you today. Hey, DAB brothers and sisters, this is Byron out in Florida. I'm calling from Sean from London, England. Sean, I heard your call and I heard your heartbreaking over how you fall into addiction again. And I want to give you a word of encouragement, brother. You're disgusted with yourself. But God is not disgusted with you. You're disappointed in yourself. God is not disappointed in you. Anything that you've done that was a surprise or a shock to you not a surprise, not a shock to God. And he still sent his son to die on the cross for you. 
he still extends his grace, his love, and his presence. None of it changed because none of it depended upon you. I encourage you, brother, take the focus off of yourself and put it on to Christ. The day your called aired right before, another lady called in and talked about a verse that was lying in her grandmother's Bible. I forget the verse, but the point was, God is good. Glory to him. Even in your situation now, Sean, in the midst of your despair, look up. Look at him. Take your eyes off yourself, off your circumstances, and put it on Christ. And give him the glory that he deserves. Because he loves you in spite of you and wants you in spite of your mistakes. His presence is there for you right now and there's nothing standing in the way of it. Give him praise, give him glory, and continue moving forward one step at a time. Love you, brother. Hi, family. I'm just calling to pray for Sean Rogers from the UK. He phoned on the 16th of November asking for prayer and deliverance from alcohol and drug abuse. Um, I heard your prayer and then I've just been thinking about you and praying for you this morning and then I heard a message um, and I just wanted to quote to you Billy Graham he once said the closer you get to Christ the more sinful you are going to feel the fact that you are aware of your sin and the feel and feel guilty about it is a sign of spiritual life Everyone who has ever seen a true reflection of God is deeply convicted of his own sin. And I think that's such a important message for you, Sean. Um, yes, you are going through a very difficult time and it can't be easy struggling and battling this type of um, alcohol and drug dependence or addiction. But just remember that as you are getting closer to God, you are becoming more and more aware of your sin. And so um, it's a sign of spiritual life. So praise be to God. Continue listening to the word and continue growing in your faith and leaning on God every day, no matter how many times you fall, just get back up again. and. Just remember that the devil wants you to think that you're failing when in fact you are succeeding and you will succeed and you will be delivered from this. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Hi, DAB family. This is God's Gal, Minnesota, and it is Wednesday, November 16th. I'm calling today um, to pray for um, Sean. I believe it's Roger, Sean from London, England in the UK. And I heard his call-in request um, for prayer. He is struggling with alcohol and sometimes drugs, but alcohol primarily. And he just can't seem to quit, he said, on his own. He just, it's, it's an addiction. Um, and I'm not gonna offer any advice because I'm not a professional, but and I know you just want prayer, Sean, so that's what I'm gonna do right now. Dabbers, please join me at the campfire and we'll pray for Sean in London, England. Father God, um, you are all-knowing, all-powerful, omniscient, 
and we're so glad that we have you in our lives. Um, across the pond, Lord, I ask for you to meet Sean right where he is and um, lift him up, Lord. Help him to conquer this disease of alcoholism in any way he can, if that means help or however. Lord, give him your Holy Spirit and a peace in him that directs him to the way he should go. Let him know that we are with him and we love him and that you love him, Father. And I thank you, Lord, for watching over Sean. In your holy name, Father, amen. Signing off, this is God's Gal, Minnesota. Goodbye, Dabbers. This is Victoria Soldier calling to pray for Susan in, in, in Haiti and also uh, Sean uh, dealing with drug and alcohol abuse. Gracious Father, we just ask you to touch over in Haiti. We just ask you to work a miracle. Father, we just ask you to have your way. We just ask you to open doors that no man can close and ask you to bless. I ask you to touch on Sean's behalf. Father, in the name of Jesus, he's having problem with alcohol. Rebuke that that demon of of uh, that and uh, we rebuke that uh, that uh, demon that demon of spider lord rebuke that spider of desire and and cast out the the, the cobwebs of life in him father in the name of jesus when you give him the strength father in the name of jesus to say no to it father in the name of jesus as you cast out that spider and lord give him the desires of his heart put his trust in you fill him with your holy ghost and your fire in the mighty name of Jesus, and Lord, we'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. Thank you, Deborah. Have a good day. Bye-bye.